ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Hey! Thank you very much, Producer Mystery. Thank Thank you. Huzzah! Huzzah! Yeah, we are back again uh, via remote, and we are loving it and hanging out. Loving it. Da-da-da-da-da! Sponsored by McDonald's. God, I wish. I wish we were rolling in McDonald's money. That'd be great. Can we just say it? Maybe it'll just happen? I I, I wonder. <laughs> can they... Sponsored by Budweiser. Can they get us for, like, slander and... I don't know. Well, just... it's like free advertising, then. Like, well, we didn't pay them to say that. But are we... Yeah, what is it like? Are we defaming their brand by saying they sponsor us? Is that something that can happen? Maybe because of our topics we've discussed, it wouldn't be on brand for McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. What was that digital ball cage thing you made us watch on one episode? <laughs> they probably wouldn't like that. Yeah, no, I did spring that one on you. All right, well, we got some uh, current events here. I think everybody on the planet heard about this one. It's the volcano erupting. Uh, yes. By the time you hear this, uh, it comes out every Monday. Uh, it will have been two Saturdays ago. But uh, nonetheless, we are recording this Thursday, and uh, for us, it was last Saturday. <laughs> that was so weird the way he said that. Well, <laughs> it's Thursday now, and Saturday, it would have been two Saturdays from then, a fortnight, if you will. And that's, <laughs> well, if you do the math, um... <laughs> Well, I tried. I'd like to see you do better, son. I couldn't. That's why I make it funny. So, uh, yeah, this thing was an underwater underwater volcano and it exploded uh sending a shock wave that could be detected nearly 60 miles above the earth's surface did you hear about that that's crazy no i just kept all i've really seen about it is like the little gifs or videos you just see like a satellite image and then you just see a big poof a big one right because if it's like on a if it's a satellite image seeing it from there it's like oh shit so i guess i'm assuming you'd see it from space yeah, and um, that was just the shockwave that was sent 60 miles that was... into the Earth's surface, or um, above the Earth's Earth surface. But the uh-huh. shockwave it produced on Earth traveled around the globe at 600 miles an hour. So that thing could be heard uh, in Australia. Everywhere. and Yeah, everywhere, if you listen hard enough. It... <laughs> <laughs> it's still happening right now. <laughs> It erupted with a 10 megaton blast, which for scale is way, way, way bigger than uh, Little Boy and Fat Man. The nukes dropped what you on call Japan me? in. Yeah, that's what, oh. that's what they came for both of you. <laughs> yeah. I want you guys that? to figure out who's who. I know. Whoa. Better watch yourself. Really? So, wait. Yeah. So, how, those, those are that's, uh, the explosion was way bigger. Than those expl- than the uh, little boy and fat man, the explosions, the Hirosaki ones or whatever. Yeah, well, those are different too, huh? I'm so ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really had to do some uh, deep dive in here too. That was um, so little boy. Uh, he had a yield of 15 kilotons, which is oh, you said mega before exactly, which is way bigger. Oh. Yeah, M is way bigger than K. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, this thing was massive. Um, this thing fucking, okay, wow, that is so shit. It's a good thing it happened 
Well, it still caused a lot of damage, didn't it? Like, it caused a lot of tsunamis and stuff's happening. It did. That's not good, but... The tsunamis alone were detected in the Pacific, obviously, because that's where the island was, but also in the Atlantic, the Caribbean, and the Mediterranean. So... Wow, man. Yeah. This thing traveled. Um, It severed underwater communication lines with the island of Tonga, the uh, closest nation to it. And so they weren't able to tell anybody else in the world like how they were doing. So Australia immediately launched um, surveillance aircraft to assess the damage after the eruption. So, you know, they kind of got eyes on the situation and now um, relief efforts are underway. And I'm I'm sure by the time this thing airs, we're going to know tons more about it. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to stay away from the uh, the really current stuff, just kind of giving you the the blow by blows of uh, some of the most interesting crazy information thing. is that that's like probably not something you just like know it's gonna happen right doesn't it just happen all of a sudden that boom it just happened yeah i don't is think they were prepared warning? for it is there any like hey or even like a this could happen in one year or five years anything like that nothing just like boom it went off i mean in my limited uh understanding of volcanology um <laughs> <laughs> I think there are ways to detect if an active above ground volcano is likely to erupt. I think they have that method. Now, I don't know uh, how that translates to something underwater. So, well, where is Pierce Brosnan on this? Oh, yeah, I forgot he fought a volcano in LA, didn't he? It, it Dante, well, no, not in LA. Dante's Peak, isn't he? Dante's Peak? Is he Dante's Peak? He's Dante's Peak. You're thinking of Tommy Lee Jones? Oh, yeah. I, I just, the only scene that sticks out to me is where they put up the roadblocks in the street to divert the lava. I'm like, ooh, that's fun. And didn't like some guy like step in lava and he's like, I'm stuck. Ah! He just like just melts and like basically it's in place. No, Dante's Peak. Remember, just like, this place is going to blow. If you, if you realized it, it's going to blow. And no one's like, no, this volcano never blows. Who cares if those teenagers got boiled in the, the outside thing? No one cares. <laughs> Shut up, right. Pierce Brosnan. Like, these are the signs it's going to blow. Like, so this movie claims there's signs of maybe there's no teenagers swimming in, in the, near the ocean to die early. You know what? Same with Jaws. A teenager had to die early to tell us there was a killer monster. I mean, that's, that's usually a good detecting. Goes. Yeah, that's a good way to detect things. I mean, like, how do you, yeah, Chucky, yeah, Freddy Krueger, yeah. somebody's got to die in order to alert everybody else. They'll alert, like, hey, something crazy's yeah. going on. Okay. Yeah, so uh, something else interesting here. In 1991, Mount Pinatubo in the Philippines erupted and spit enough smoke and debris into the lower atmosphere to drop the Earth's temperature by one degree Fahrenheit for a few years. Scientists uh-huh. don't suspect that uh, this eruption will have the same effect. Damn. Right? Like, global warming solved. <laughs> I know. We just need more volcano explosions. I know. <laughs> but then there's, once you release the volcanoes, who's going to stop them? Well, then we'll release the gorillas and then the, the, <laughs> the wolves. And that's the best part. The wolves will just eat themselves. I'll set, I'll make, we'll make a beam to stimulate the volcanoes, but only the ones we want. And then they all go off <laughs> simultaneously. It's a Bond villain you're describing right now. I am. I, then all, every, every Bond villain starts with a good, a good idea. Well, um, Sean, this is a story kind of about your buddy. You know Stan, right? I love Stan. Stan and I go way back. 
Yeah. Tell the audience who Stan is. Okay, so um, Stan owned a record company in my hometown, and uh, we used to hang out all the time at the record company. But then uh, his dad, uh, Big Pinky, he wanted to sell the record company, but Stan's like, fuck you, dad. And so either way, um, long story short, we uh, robbed a 7-Eleven and saved the company. Big Pinky. I like that. That was my favorite. I wrote that down even. I'm going to try to reference that later. Wow. Um, I was talking about the other Stan, uh, the the most complete T-Rex specimen on record. Oh, Stan. I know Stan. <laughs> yeah, that one. Stan yeah. was the subject of a lot of controversy last year, right? Yes. I was saying, didn't we talk about this? Because as I was talking, to, as I was re- looking into this little story, I know we've talked about this. I swear. I think it was you talking about him being sold. Yeah, Stan was up for sale because a museum, I can't remember all the specifics, but a museum was being sued by somebody, and that somebody won, and the museum couldn't pay them, so they had to sell off some stuff, and they chose to sell off Stan, and the public was in a fucking uproar over it because some private millionaire bought it, and I don't think it's been seen ever since. Yes, yes, and uh, many many paleontologists were pissed uh, at this sale. Of Stan, he sold for uh, thirty-one point eight million dollars, which mm. is the record for the most expensive fossil ever sold, and to an unknown buyer. And uh, yeah, like you said, everyone was pissed. You fucking nailed it on the head, man. Uh, everyone was pissed off because um, private owners obviously have no obligation to share fossils with scientists who still have much to learn from Stan. For instance, uh, they know Stan was an adult, but uh, they're not sure just how old he was, and they want to check um, sections of his bone to look for his growth rings which, like rings of a tree, can reveal a specimen's age. Huh. Really? No. Is that a thing? Are you fucking That's with a, me? I'm not fucking with you, um, <laughs> unless this article's fucking with me, but supposed, but that's a thing, that there's growth rings, I guess, in T-Rex stuff or some shit like that. Okay. I thought, I thought that was kind of interesting, right? Yeah. A little factoid for you. Um, yeah, Stan was found in 1987, and... Um, there's also evidence, too, that Stan fought in some vicious brawls while he was alive 65 million years ago. He had several he had several broken bones, including its neck, as well as healed ribs and a scar on its skull, the shape, the same shape and size as T-Rex, too. Ooh, fun. Right? So I told you all so about he's a scrapper. This. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, like That's kind of fun because uh, when I went to the uh, Fields Museum in Chicago... And saw the T-Rex skeleton they have there, uh, Sue, and it's one of the most complete, or it's one of the most biggest and complete, or well, I don't know, it's in its own category of yeah. something. And um, yeah. they have it on display, or at least a replica of it on display, and um, you can stand there, and every, I don't know, half hour, they have a... Um, Uh, presentation that they go through where they light up using projectors from around the room they light up different parts of the skeleton and tell you like oh it's likely that uh sue had arthritis because of this feature and was into and broke their ankle because of this and blah 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 so they like they really examine these things to figure out Mm -hmm. you know everything they can about its life yeah like what made it tick i see i thought you saw stan so you saw sue i saw these s names I don't know. Okay. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Well, anyway. So why did I bring all this up? I, I brought this up because there was a rumor floating around that uh, The Rock possibly bought Stan. Really? 
Because remember, it was an unknown person. Because what happened was um, The Rock uh, appeared on NFL and ESPN's Manning cast with uh, Peyton and Eli Manning. And during the show, The Rock sat next to the, to the skull of a T-Rex. And then on the show, he said, I got a T-Rex skull. Yes, that's Stan. As a matter of fact, Stan is the most complete T-Rex skull ever found by a paleontologist, a young paleontologist. And his name was Stan. So this is a T-Rex head named after him. Pretty cool and badass, isn't it? That's what he said? That's what he said on the show. He admitted, well, hmm, I don't know. Something's fishy. The Rock seems like a good guy. And why would an anonymous buyer buy it for millions like that and then, like, have this be its coming out party, essentially? Like, I don't know. Well, you're wrong. It's totally, okay, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> there is some bullshit here. It's a replica. It's not the real uh-huh. deal. It's a replica. And you know what? Also, like, it's, it's, if Stan was like sold as a complete thing, technically it's just the skull he's seeing next to him. So I'm like, I had, to, I had to think about it for a while. I'm like, wait, that means you dismantled it and just had the skull? That'd be kind of weird. Like, if you bought a complete T Rex and then just like, let me just yank the head off and put that there. Like, where's the right? Re- what the fuck? The rest <laughs> is just like in the garage packed away. Yeah. Cause, it, yeah. Cause it's technically said he was sitting next to the skull. Um, so it's a replica, not the real deal. So the rock purchased it from the Black Hills Institute. That's the that's the museum you talked about that had to sell it and all that oh, bullshit. Sure. They had him for a while, yeah, yeah. And uh, he bought he bought this toward the end of 2021. He bought a cast of the skull. So here's the question for you guys: So a mounted stand skull it goes for blank plus crating and shipping, according to their website. And then they sell five to ten stand skull replicas a year. It's one of their best sellers. So to you guys, what is the replica of stan just his head basically the skull just his head how much is that skull. not the complete thing but actually uh mystery at some point i'm going to send i'm sending this right now i went to their website black hills institute website and i found their pricing on a lot of other stuff and i actually know what a full stand replica would go for too oh no shit wow yeah. I'm gonna send you this link, Mystery. Maybe at some point you can like peruse it and shout out other funny, notable things. There's a lot. I just want you to yeah, play with it. It's fun. I will. Uh, I'm going to guess uh, this thing is somewhat affordable because it is just a mold, after all. Sure, there's probably some work that needs to go into it, but um, I'm gonna say I don't know, uh, fifteen thousand. All right. Ooh. Wow. For a replica of a T-Rex skull, right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah, life Man, size, obviously, way lower. I'm going to say it's like fifteen hundred bucks. It is eleven thousand five hundred. Oh. <laughs> for a replica? Hey, yeah. yeah, dude. It's it stands, stand, bro. <laughs> replica of him personally. But that made me that made me think the same thing. Like, I take any old fucking T-Rex. I bet you. I bet you a stand, uh, like a non-sewer stand one. Maybe it's like this is this is Bernie, the T Rex. Like we found him somewhere else. I'd take his skull. I bet you it's a little cheaper. For so sure, that's been a little dumber cheaper. than the rest of them, but the skull's still the same. Okay. So um, that um, I actually looked on that website. It says so. How much you think a stand, a whole body? Now you know how much the skull is. How much you think uh, a whole replica would be? The whole body was shipping. And all of that. I don't know what the shipping. I just saw what they charged on the website. So I'll, this will be without shipping. How all about right. that, Mystery? You go first. Knowing the skull uh, is eleven thousand. Ninety G's. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll go with. uh, Let's go higher. Let's go one thirty. 
It says 120 on the wow. website. Gone's close tonight. 120. You got it, All man. Right. You're on top of it. You're get, we're getting it back. We're getting it back. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I would rather get one of these than go to space. Oh, for sure. You'd be pooping in space and like... <laughs> It smells weird in space, and space isn't fun. It's it's it's, it's it yeah. seems like it'd be fun, but it really would suck. I'd rather have a T Rex. You'd have this all the time. I mean, really, space is something like a memory. Absolutely, and they both amount to just like nothing more than a a story to tell at a cocktail party. And yeah. uh, space is fun and everything, but you know, I got a T Rex in my house. Exactly. That that always is fun. <laughs> I was thinking this. I literally, I'm reading the story. I said that too. Like, dude, you can put a T Rex head anywhere; it'd be sick. There's no like, oh, what the fuck? It's like, oh, that's, there's no bad that's place. Cool. That's a it really weird. isn't like that's pretty sick i like that um yeah so yeah that that's pretty much it i'm trying to think if there's any other info and no we'll... basically yeah they don't know who took stan they still that's still a mystery yeah. and they're saying they hope it goes to a museum but it's been two years brah wouldn't a museum be like we have stan so i think some dude just some dude has him well it's and he's, and he's breaking him apart and grinding his bones oh like selling him in pills Right, I don't know. <laughs> making making horny goat stand. I Hor- yeah, yeah exactly. He's he's worth he's worth a gold mine. Don't you know that 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 thirty one mil? That's actually one billion secret ingredient. I just and salt. I think it's so funny. Dinosaur bones. Okay, <laughs> they can keep that a secret. It'd be like it's huge, so you got to have a place to put this. And chances are you're a millionaire, millionaire with a, a big ass house and. It's it's somewhere in your museum wing or some shit like that. But at the same time, like, don't you invite friends and family over to see it and check out your wares? And how come word of it has not gotten out? Are these friends just that tight? I don't know. Phones at the door, man. Right. Anyone? Yeah, man. I mean, you just. I'd keep it in the pool. In the pool. Yeah. Underwater. Underwater. Yeah, that makes sense. A good idea. I keep it under there. So then I'd know like I'd have lights that would light it up and I'd see it. And then like, oh no, the fuzz is coming. Hats, hats. I don't know. Wait, I own the damn thing. I don't have to hide. <laughs> I don't have to hide, but still, for some reason, like, oh no, they're coming. The, the paleontologists have, like, are coming. Start, yeah, the paleontologists, yeah, exactly. They're coming. They're coming to take his 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 age rings. <laughs> like, we'll we'll turn the lights off and then they'll just think it's a pool. And then if someone dives in it, they'll get all they'll get the scare of their lifetime. <laughs> That's it. That's it, really. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I got some news here. Um, have you guys? Okay. You guys know who Activision is, right? The video game company. Yeah, I've heard of them. They own Blizzard, and uh, I've I heard of them. Activision. Do they do Call of Duty or uh, Modern they do. Warfare? That. Warfare. Act- Call of Duty was added to the Blizzard lineup when Activision bought it. God, I've heard all that stuff. Okay, so yeah, Activision has some good properties. Blizzard is owned by Activision, and they have some good properties that everybody's heard of: War- World of Warcraft, uh, Starcraft. Right, I, th- I think Overwatch. it's about it. They're Overwatch. under a bit of controversy for the last year or so. Oh yes. yeah, dude, they are rife yeah, with yeah. it. Misconduct allegations and whatnot. Did they shortchange oh, yeah. their employees and hostile yeah, work environments? Yeah, they had a corporate walkout, and they had. Um... The they had these rooms that, at conventions that they would call the Cosby Room, where they were basically like, you know, being chauvinistic oh, and sexist, and yeah, it was. And they had a big poster of Bill Cosby over the bed and everything, and oh, stuff man. like that leaked out, and then it worked its way up. Wait, and, wait, you know. this is a this is a room they would rent at a hotel called, and they called it the Cosby Room. 
Yeah, you can Google the Cosby Room picture and it'll oh, come right up. <laughs> man, oh. like I said, there's a poster of him above the bed and everything. And yeah, is this just a room it's to crazy fuck stuff. in or party in or like what? It's huh. a room just... for like the the Blizzard click to like you know the higher ups to fucking fart around and drink and probably do drugs and you know do stupid shit. And they were all grabbing their their female employees' asses and and making them do stuff for them like they were their slaves <laughs> and everything. It's crazy. Damn, it's wow. all real shit. Yeah. Yeah, so their our, stock has plowed. corrupting. <laughs> <laughs> they have corrupted them. Well, now it seems like Microsoft has swooped in and is attempting to purchase Activision for a cool $68.7 billion with a B. Yeah. Ow. The CEO alone is getting a $400 million payout. The CEO of Activision? Uh, yeah, Blizzard, yeah. Wait, are they the same company? Because I thought Activision it's owned Activision Blizzard. Activision slash Blizzard, yeah. It's, they they said, were two different entities to begin with, yeah, and then Activision sucked Blizzard up. Yeah, okay, and they just kept the Blizzard name because it, it's got it's street It's Blizzard cred. slash Activision now, technically, so they added on to their name. Got How it. much was it? How many billions? 68.7. I'll do it for half that. Yeah, give me Fucking one. Whatever they're doing. <laughs> give me one billion. I'll, do it for half. I'll, 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 I'll get Activision for half that shit. <laughs> and I'll keep the rest. Give me that. Are you scared? Activision, come on. Yeah, so. Come on. <laughs> We're saving some, you, bro. I did some looking around on the internet here, and it seems like uh, people can't make up their minds if this is a good thing or a bad thing. So, specifically. Sure. I want to reach out to you, Mystery, because I know you got your finger on the pulse of this gaming community and uh, get your opinion on this whole thing. How do you feel about this? Uh, I feel the same way right now. I think it's too new with the news just dropping to really know what's going on. Um, Microsoft, I, I don't know. Microsoft and gaming is kind of a, a hot topic because, like, you know, they make the Xbox and that's, like, kind of a, a weird console that hasn't had a lot of success with its failures in the past. but. I'm looking forward to it because the whole thing is like Blizzard games nowadays have pretty much become like how to turn the biggest profit. How mm. do we rush things off the shelf as fast as possible? Um, and how do we make money? Here's a good example. So they did Warcraft 3 a long time ago. They came out with a Warcraft 3 remastered, which I don't remember how much it was. I'm assuming it was a full $60 game. And... It was, they promised all these things. In the showcase, they showed that there was new interactive um, cutscenes, and they're shot from a different angle, and they've all been completely overhauled. And none of that stuff was even present in the game. Oh, really? Well, you might think that's not, that's not a big deal, whatever. It's all about the gameplay anyways. Well, listen to this. Warcraft 3, although not the very popular Blizzard game, has a diehard set of players that have been playing that game for the last 20 years straight. I believe it. When they released the new remastered, whether you purchased it or not, you are now forced into that new remastered launcher. So if you owned the old game, you were completely unable to play anymore. <gasps> oh, so, wow. so yeah. was it just a graphics update or did it All just it overhaul was was the a entire game? Sprinkle here, sprinkle there. Yeah, a little clean this up, clean that up, sell it for 60 bucks a pop. And everyone bought it. There is a class action lawsuit against them and everything because of no that. And everyone shit. got refunded. Yeah, so it's fit like that. It's like, I okay. can only assume we can get better than that, right? With Microsoft. <laughs> so, are they the Battlefield people? 
No, Call of Duty, not Battlefield. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's kind of a tangent, but uh, I definitely appreciate honest marketing. And um, I just allow me to go off on a tangent here because we did say yeah. we were going to talk about Dune at one point. So I'm just going to bring uh-huh. up my little my little blurb now. Um, my whole problem with that movie is the idea that the marketing fucking lied to you. It lied to me. It lied to everyone because that oh. movie is half of a story. And when it within the oh, wow. first 15 seconds of that movie, the title card comes up and says Dune. And then after that, it says part one. And oh, wow. that's not on any of the posters. It's not in any of the trailers. I, I check movie what? sites religiously. I fucking had no that. idea. And they hit it. And that pissed me off to no end. So, so it did, just ends all of a sudden, right? Yeah, totally. It's like, oh, I'm not getting oh, a complete wow. story here. Got it. Like, fucking whoop-de-doo. And you know who's Me. not... Yeah, you know who's not doing awesome. that? Awesome. Is um, uh, the next animated Spider-Man movie from Sony. Oh, yeah? It's called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Like, oh, okay. I'm not getting a complete story here. Got it. I know what to expect. Walk in. Good for you. you. So I absolutely, I absolutely agree that like, especially if you're showing visuals for a video game of cutscenes that were developed and then they're just nowhere to be found. Like, fuck you. Oh, man. Yeah. It was like, that game's all bird's eye view. So it's like top down. And even the cutscenes were like that. The cutscenes weren't really cutscenes. They were more just like, you know, the game's still going on. It's not fully animated like StarCraft ones or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's they showed like these new cutscenes, and when they um, when they advertised them, they were shot from like POV over the shoulder at camera angles, and you could see all this neat detail on all the characters that you love and everything. And yeah, it, it was just completely absent from the game, and there was plenty more than that that they promised that wasn't there too. That's just the biggest offender that I remember. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. and then the whole patching the old players out thing is like, woof. When I heard about that, I was like, wow. Like, you're literally throttle-necking people into paying you money. <laughs> like, extorting. Oh, you still want to play this game you paid for 20 years ago? Well, give us $60 again. Oh, okay. wow. No. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, so, I mean. It is crazy. Microsoft, uh essentially they did like a disney thing where when disney bought fox or they bought lucasfilm they bought uh the franchises and properties there within so they're essentially buying uh you know all of called was it call of duty activision yeah call of duty uh starcraft world of warcraft warcraft uh you know uh, overwatch all that other crap they're buying all these properties they're getting, they're getting it all yeah yeah and you know, maybe we'll see some decent cross-platform gaming now between the Xbox and other stuff, and who knows? I think um, I look forward to this because I really have no skin in the game, but uh, maybe I will now because we own an Xbox, and maybe there'll be more reasons for me to use it. I have an Xbox, too, and I haven't... Ever since I got a gaming PC, I haven't really touched it. Master Race? (laughs) It is a little bit. hate to say it. Man, like even like God of War is hitting the hitting the PC now, man. Right, I heard about that. Yeah, man, some cool stuff. Hey, so is it about that time? Yes, I do think it is time for that game. So, as you know, what's better than most is our weekly debate game, where we randomly choose two subjects, our judge puts a spin on it, and our other two contestants debate it. Host Sean, if you could do me the honors of pulling our topics for the night. All right, and the topics are... Got one. 
This is another Max suggestion. Topic is a caveman versus a man cave. Huh. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. You think you All can right. work with that one, Mystery? I think I can work with that. All right. All right. We will proceed the game once we come back from the break. Okay. And we're back. So as you know, before we went to the break, we chose our topics for the game. And our topics were a caveman versus a man cave. If you don't know what a man cave is, it's basically a room that a bachelor has that's full of a bunch of video games, big screen TV, beer, mini fridges, you name it. Something that can keep you entertained for a while. So, I will be giving host Sean man cave and host Max caveman. I will make host Sean go first. Okay. Oh my god. Fair enough. Pretty simple prompt here. What would you rather be stuck with for the rest of your life? The entertainment of your friend the caveman? Or the entertainment of your man cave? Once again, the prompt is, what would you rather be stuck with for the rest of your life? Only thing you can interact with for the rest of the days. A, f- a friendly caveman? Or the entertainment of your man cave? Host Sean, you're going to go first. Let me just get my stopwatch back up here. One second. Give you a little time to think. And your time starts now. All right. So, of course, I would much rather be stuck with the man cave for the rest of my life because man cave is, by definition, something I want. Uh, unlike a caveman, some smelly piece of shit. So uh, in the man cave already is stuff I like. I've already filled it with uh, movies, Legos, uh, projects, uh, booze. All Everything I like is already in there, and that's what qualifies it to be a man cave. There's nothing negative about the man cave. It's all positive. So uh, spending the rest of my days there in the man cave would be great. Uh, I would, I would, I, I mean... Especially if the internet was around. I, I'd have video games. I Oh, my God. If I never had to leave my house again, that's a dream come true. I uh, uh, Let's see. I would invite, of course, people over to my man cave, Ten and they seconds. would enjoy the man cave with me. They would love the man cave. Everybody loves the man cave. Yeah. Man cave all the way. Time's up. Okay. Close max. One minute starting now. Okay. Well, I'd rather have a caveman stuck with me for the rest of my life because he would be worth millions and millions of memories. You would be teaching him how to live and love and experience the universe, right? Kind of like a data situation, like an android, like I'm kind of human, but I'm not from this time. Like this is a spoon, this is something. You get to watch him grow and learn to a little like a cave person, man. You guys have seen Encino Man. You're stuck with him, right? He probably works for food. He's, he's a caveman, and he's essentially a man's slave. So you could maybe probably teach him to feed, you know, clean the kitchen and stuff and cook for you. He's, he can't get a job. He's a caveman. Although we don't know yet. We, we don't know his intelligence. He's probably the same as us. We just got to teach him. We could teach him, Jerry. And, exactly. <laughs> and also, I could have, have my own man cave, and then I'd be, he'd be my butler in it. What's better than a, a man cave with a caveman butler in it? You couldn't do that, but I could. So people would go to my man cave with the butler in it. So having the caveman would be true shit anyway. Uh, I haven't even gotten into all the historical. Time's up. Oh, my God. 
Save it for the rebuttal. All right, Hoshan, 30 seconds starting now. Okay, so uh, a butler? Like, I, I'm going to spend all eternity here. I'm fine with cleaning up my own mess. It's my man cave. I won't be able to make much of a mess anyways. Essentially, I'll have things just delivered to me, and I'll put my trash outside the door and bada-bing, someone else will take care of it. Um, and you know what? I'll order a dog to my man cave and have the same experience as teaching a caveman to read and love. Like my my dog will be amazing. It'll be man's best friend in my man's best man cave. It'll be it'll Time's be up. awesome. Post max thirty seconds starting now. I want to be clear that my man slave situation is not like I'm. The thing is, I'm I'm stuck with him, so it's like <laughs> he's 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 more of a friend. He's not really a slave. Uh, but he, um, anyway, uh, all the have you guys seen Tiger King? I'd be like caveman king. Remember the guy just walked showed up to Vegas and just had a tiger. Like, want to see my tiger? And then boom, he was banging all these chicks. I could be like, want to see my caveman? He's upstairs right now. No, well, come on, let's. He's in the hotel room. He's just in there like tearing the bear shit. I'd be getting laid constantly. Like, come on, what's your man? The man cave has to trick people back to your fucking nest, your web of lies and shit. Well, he's a walking man cave. <laughs> nest of lies. Okay. Wow. Good job, guys. That was uh, this was pretty close here. Let's go over <laughs> some good points here. Um, uh, starting off with a strong point, Sean. Of course, we want to be in the, the man cave. I mean, we basically designed it to be entertaining for us and us alone. Um, you said you can fill it with stuff you like, Legos, projects, booze. Uh, the caveman also very started with another great point. The whole point of that twist was, you know. You make a relationship out of this. You make memories. You teach him new things. Experience the universe. I like that. Um, you said you would enslave him, but then you doubled back on that. So <laughs> I'm not sure how you really feel about that, but that was pretty funny. Um, you said you'd have stuff delivered. You'd have a dog. I think you missed in the prompt. I said the only thing you'd be able to interact with for the rest of your days were only the cave. So that point won't count. Oh. Uh, for host Max here, though, uh, you said you'd make him caveman king. And somehow you'd be getting laid constantly because you have a caveman <laughs> friend that you could show people. <laughs> oh, and you'd make him your butler in your in your own cave that you would call a man cave. Wow. Yeah. Um, whew, this one's close. Uh, I have to give it... I, I gotta give it to... To host Max on this one, I like Yay. I like all teaching and growing together and everything because I feel <laughs> I like uh, them. even though we all love the <laughs> and we feel like we could be there forever, I feel like it would get a little dry after a while. But I mean, fuck, being with a caveman every day would probably be super annoying too. So now that I want, I, I am going to enslave him. By the way, I'm, I'm totally enslaving him. I love how you said you would enslave him, and then the first thing you did on the rebuttal was go back on. That. I would have been like, by the way, I just want to be like, he'd be more. It's a friendly enslaving, but now that we're done, I would totally enslave him. Good stuff. Good game. It'd be food slavery. Like he'd probably work for tuna and stuff. He'd love it. Yeah, he'd be your valet. When you. When you're talking about comparing uh, walking a tiger around Vegas and getting laid to walking a caveman around Vegas, I was like, this guy's going to be flinging his own shit at people. Like, yeah. he's not going to fucking get you laid. Can't stand he's down, can't stand down wind from him. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, he's going to get you kicked out of hotels and stuff. I know. I'm, I'm almost sitting there, too. Yeah, like, the debates work when you don't break them down too much. But I'm sitting there, too, like, well, well how would I get... Sure. Is he in caveman garb, Tossily? Have I not watched this man? Like, I, I could just be like, I'm a caveman. Like, how do we know? I guess like, I, I, In my mind, is he, like, does he have the protruding, like, he's a caveman? Or is he an Encino man that he looks like human? 
Well, I'm picturing a uh, a, a, a more disheveled, uh, shit-stained Encino man. Yes. <laughs> I figured, like, all, okay, yeah, just some, like... Uh, cavemen always have, like, the huge brows. It's always, like, right there. I Like, their big brows. I always see, like, that, like, yeah. ugh, ugh, Like, so I imagine, like, almost subhuman ca- caveman. Or there you go. Yeah, like, I'm thinking, like, he has, like, a hide on in a club. <laughs> Good game. Good game. GG. Well, you guys probably heard about this, but I finally dived into this damn article and read it because it always seemed so complicated. Um, hear about the the Parker Solar Probe? No. The one that uh, recently, basically, it's the it made a historic first. It's the human made spacecraft that swooped in and made contact with the sun. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, this actually happened back in April. So I, these are one. This is one of the stories I followed for a while. But every time I wanted to go do the show, I was like, man, this is like two pages of reading. I can't do that. <laughs> but I finally did it. <laughs> so how do they define contact? And is it right? Did it survive this experiment? It it flew right through the sun and out the other side. And we we basically have like a year left for. I'll, I'll go into it. Yeah. <laughs> it destabilized the sun. <laughs> yeah, that's actually we got a year of say your goodbyes now. Uh, this like I said, this happened in April 2021, so last year, and it's the the Parker Solar Probe. It actually flew into and through the solar corona. The upper atmosphere of the sun. Okay. It didn't necessarily like touch the "quote unquote" surface, but there there is no surface. But we'll talk about that a little bit more too. Right. So um, this did prove the efficacy of the Parker's high tech heat shielding, mm. which I had imagined. Right. It's all made of starlight. I, I don't know what it is, but some some stuff is flying around the corona of the sun now, which I'd imagine is pretty hot. I don't have the numbers, but. Oh, is it still there? It's just like orbiting within the corona, or did it? Just- it was there for five. It was there for five hours. So, like this wow. whole thing's been happening. The uh, the, the, lo- the probe launched in uh, 2018, and so it's you know just got there now, basically. Or oh, and it's um it's planning to take 26 close approaches or perio perihelions to the sun, and it already did seven of them. Uh, some assist that basically it did a gravity assist that uh, maneuvers from Venus somehow slingshot around Venus, and on the eighth perihelion. It actually entered the corona of the sun, and uh, when it when it got there, it took a lot of C two measurements or SITU measurements, uh-huh. giving us a wealth of never before seen data from the sun. And I don't know how to pronounce it, so it's like because it, it's not an acronym, so it's like C two. But I looked it up. Are measurements of the particles and field environment that the satellite is embedded in. So, and it mentions that's in another part of the article too that they basically took particles from it which i thought was really crazy because it's like i don't know i, I haven't seen that i should have looked at the design of the damn thing but i didn't I would, i'm sitting there like how does it look where's the shield and i would imagine if you had something covered in a shield next to the fucking sun like the sun's fucking hot now if we touch it like if we're getting to the corona it's probably hot how do you have something opening and closing and like openings like a, a way for the sun to get in and you're gonna die or shorts <laughs> Oh, the I, whole thing? I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, that's part of the fun engineering. I could imagine like a funnel system where it's just, you know, a big funnel as it's flying forward that is capturing particles. I don't know, but that's fucking cool. Um, I, I guess so many questions. So I'm, I'm wondering what kind of particles they're capturing because, you know, uh, stars make elements. So 
I wonder what elements this thing is spitting out in its corona and solar stem cells. Yeah, exactly. That's oh my exactly, god. That's exactly where my mind went. Oh my god. We have to eat these particles. It's the only way, Jerry. I've been watching Seinfeld again, so I don't know why I was asking about this, Jerry. Like, Jerry, it's the only way. Um so yeah, more about the uh the Parker Probe. Do-do-do-do-do. So obviously it's going to give us deeper insight into the sun's evolution. And what's really cool, obviously the more we study our own sun, it's just going to teach us about other stars in the universe. So this is just worthwhile to do. And so, like I said, it was in there for five hours in the solar atmosphere and it measured fluctuations in the sun's magnetic field. And I said sample particles. And previously we've all only, we've only relied on external information to do this. So this it's almost like proving stuff we know too. Like, okay, it's in the corona now. There it is. Yes, it, 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 it exists basically. Yeah, like so we already we already knew all this. Can this thing prove that Earth is round? Nothing can prove that. Ah, you're right. Damn it. I'm still. We're still. We don't. We don't know what shape it is. That's we're right. still worse. <laughs> we're not sure. We're not sure. Flat or round? Could be the X. I think the X is the most. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm tripping out on the particles for some reason. So I even wrote this. I wrote here. I'm like, dude, we're taking sun particles now. Hoverboards are right around the corner, bro. Like, if we're, ta- I want some sun particles. Well, so, it sounds like just like throw some sun particles, or, you know, under the hoverboard and you can, you can fly, right? Does, does that mean it plans to return to Earth with these samples? Or is it just examining them on board? That I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if it I will... I wish I knew, but I don't know. <laughs> eventually come back and put itself in orbit of the moon or land somewhere or touch down on Earth or... I don't know spit the sample back our way who knows but that is interesting yeah dude like this thing's just getting a bunch of cool information about the sun and um like here i'm gonna tell you more even about it like so we see evidence of it being in the corona and the magnetic field data the solar wind data and visually in the images they can actually see the spacecraft flying through coronal structures that can be observed during a solar eclipse they're like watching all this shit that you, they, they mentioned a couple of times, like during a solar eclipse, you can see all these things in the sun and they, now they're just seeing it like live. This thing's flying through it. Nice. And remember how I mentioned before how like the sun doesn't have a solid surface. Mm-hmm. So instead it has a boundary and it's defined by what they call the Alvane critical surface where gravity and the sun's magnetic fields are too weak to contain the solar plasma. So what this really means is above this point is where the solar wind emerges and below is what we call the surface of the sun. So this probe is in the above point where the solar wind emerges. So if anything, this this mentioned like some. You know, it's funny. I did look into the particle. They mentioned some Z thing. I was like, this is getting so complicated. I'm like, uh-huh. I, I'm already edited this down a lot. But like, it sounds like they're almost trying to figure out like the origins of where the solar wind starts and things like that. Which we we talked about solar wind in the show before. Maybe if like spaceships catching solar wind and flying fast and stuff. And or oh. wasn't that also on Deep Space Nine? Well, big time, the idea that um, beyond our uh, solar system and beyond the sun's magnetic influence are like galactic winds that are out there and that we're just figuring out. And so, yeah, space is not as empty as galactic, we thought. Galactic winds. And yeah, the, the probe is pretty much almost is trying to find out more about the Alvane critical surface, namely where it is and what the topography is. So basically, they're almost trying to figure out like where exactly the surface of the sun is. Like I said, that critical surface is above that solar wind. Below that is the surface of the sun. So this, it's almost like getting 
more measurements on the exact okay the surface of the sun starts right here this whole this whole article reminds me of uh what am i trying enterprise remember when they met the aliens that could fly yes into the stars <laughs> remember that and <laughs> they also had three genders uh, but they but they could fly through the through the stars uh-huh. and it was pretty cool it was it's almost like the beginning of that type of shit like they're like we're, we're like breaching the outer layer of that but this trend continues we're, we're going in there baby I love that. I love, I, yeah, because we, we've talked about heat shields and that's one of the big problems of space and whatnot. And the idea that they have a satellite now that can withstand the Corona of the sun for at least five hours is pretty goddamn cool. Yeah. And it sounds like it's not even done yet. Like it sounds like it's going to be these close approaches or it's going to be doing it more yeah, and more. Say, so like 26 or something. It said 26 and on the eighth one, it actually, touched it for the first time and this is back in april so i probably this article i've been saving it for a while so probably know there could be like some more information that's what it's done pretty much one cool thing too about this probe is like remember we kept like it's hard i haven't even looked up how to pronounce it it's like because it, to me i'd say the alfin critical surface but it's like has all these weird un-american looking i'm too ignorant to know what they look like what they had to pronounce it so i looked it up it's like alvane so it's the alvane critical surface is wrinkled it's not like a perfect sphere so oh. in my mind, I'm like, oh wow, like it's all it's um somehow the magnetic con- conditions are like sporadic enough that they could tell it's like not a per- it's just like which makes sense is because isn't the it's sun like a, basically a massive explosion and it's like the whole gravity keeping it in. But so the magnetic sphere is like a ball sack. Is that what you're telling me? Exactly. Yeah, it's called the ball sack theory. Yeah. Now, you did read this article. The sun. I wrote sack. here. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I said, oh, the surface is, there's wrinkles on the sun, huh? We're going to put, we're going to like send a probe and it's going to go through a wrinkle and pop out a wrinkle of another sun somewhere. <laughs> and, we're, and we're like, oh shit, like we've discovered a way to like the other guys through the suns, people. And it's like homeward bound it, for that, for that probe. He's just got to travel across the universe to get home. Yeah, it's only one way. Yeah. It's just like, shit. I think that's um, how V'ger was created. Well, V'ger was just sent out. Oh, th- what do you mean? Like, I know it was sent out and then eventually... It actually flew into a sun. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't know. Just yeah. Oh, okay, good. Because I'm, I'm ignorant of that Star Trek stuff. <laughs> we As know. we have proven. Quiet, quiet, you. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's basically that's basically it. There's even more stuff. Like, uh, there's um, at one point the probe was in something called a pseudo streamer, and and this is almost like deeper into the corona. And it says conditions were quieter than the surrounding solar atmosphere. Particles no longer buffeted the spacecraft. So it almost sounded like they reached, like, it was chaotic a little bit in the beginning. And then they reached, like, a calmer area. Hmm. Maybe, like, a flame or something. Like, you know, like, the, the outside's all like this. And when you get inside, it kind of, like, you're in it. Huh. It got calmer. I meant to send you, too. There's actually video. So this thing's actually shooting video, brah. Isn't that kind of like I the surface see. of the ocean as well? Where, like, the top is... Uh, rough. But Watch this video. The more you go really down, the calmer scene. it gets. I missed some of what you said. I'm sorry. What was that, Sean? Um, I think like like the surface of the ocean is like that. Where uh, whoa, it's it's rough up top, but the further down you go, the calmer it gets. Sure. No. If, if That's you get a chance, pretty intense. Okay. Yeah. If you get a chance, press play on it too. Like it's just it's like. Yeah, you know what I like it, about this video? If you guys want to see these videos that we post here and talk about, uh, go ahead and go to the Discord. They'll be in the general chat. We'll we'll relink them to the general chat. But yeah, what what were you saying, Max? Sure. About I would say this, these videos, like I love them because they're just like they remind me of like the 1970s videos of like 
one small like it's not like a nice hd camera it's just like this like you barely see what the fuck's going on and there's just <laughs> so much shit and particles around you're like what the fuck is this and if you watch more about the video it even shows like you see like the galact like the milky way like band in this video so and but you just see all these particles shooting around the the craft yeah, this is crazy it's, 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 it is crazy and like i said and when i see all this and then for, i guess even as i'm saying it to you guys like oh man opening a door i guess if it's made of this whatever the the heat shield is but in my mind like Nothing ever looks cool. Like NASA's always has like it's always like a flat shield in my mind. So it's like where and then where would they get the particles and how about that not? I don't know. I, I should look this shit up, frankly. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know what this thing looks like. Better start doing that. Actually, maybe we can post something. But yeah, I just just like I've been seeing that over and over in all these science sites. All the we touched the sun, we touched the sun. So I finally delved into it. We really did. We touched the corona, but I'm still pretty impressed with it. Like that we actually did that and. Collected some particles from it, dude. Very much so. That seems well, harder than going to the moon and getting some particles. But you're, if if we get it back, that's you're right. Like I never. That's a good question too. Do you study the particles on board? Do you get them back somehow? Well, jumping from the fiery ball of the sun, I got a story about a fiery pit here on Earth. Are you guys familiar with the Gateway to Hell? Yeah, we've talked about it on the show before. Maybe, possibly. Yeah. I like right. It's like a in-ground magma hole or something. So something like that. So what it is is uh, it's also known as the Darvaza gas crater, and what it is is it's a two hundred and twenty-six foot wide, ninety-eight foot deep pit that has been on fire since the nineteen seventies. Yeah, I did Very. that. Sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. You were born in the 70s, Oops. and with you, a pit emerged. I emerged from the pit of hell. <laughs> That's right. um, so, yeah, this is in Turkmenistan. and uh, That's this, made up. This, I know, right? It sounds like a like a Marvel city or a uh, something you'd find in the comic book. I'm sorry if you're from Turkmenistan. So a uh, this all this pit originated from a Soviet drilling operation that went awry and uh, it collapsed the ground surrounding a pocket of gas and um, so oil and gas what I said oil and gas that sounds like a mixture of a good time right so yeah the whole this whole crater opened up. And the scientists that were in charge of it and the engineers and whatnot back in the day were like, okay, we're just going to burn off this gas instead of letting it leak into the atmosphere and shit. So wow. um, expecting it to burn for a couple weeks, they lit it up, and it's been on fire for the past, what, 50 years. Wow. Can we somehow harness this gas at this point and maybe throw, like, give me, like, give me, like, five fire extinguishers. I'll put it out. <laughs> five dude they've been trying to put this thing out for a while as far as uh so the leaders of turkmenistan they're like hey this is they're also sitting on uh some of the most rich natural gas deposits in the world so they just don't necessarily have the infrastructure to get to it so what they want to do is they want to finally put this fucking thing out and then retap it and try to use the resources that are just burning off right now so, yeah, we need to stop this. This fire. I mean, it's become kind of a tourist attraction, but... Um, what? Well, fuck yeah. We need I to blow it up go. more. It's the only way. 
blow it up more? Haven't you, haven't you ever seen a, what? There will be blood. Didn't they always have to blow it up? It's on fire. They had to blow up the oil thing. Oh, to blow the flame out, essentially. Yeah, we got to blow. We got to nuke it or something, but like in a good, <laughs> in a nice way. <laughs> Just in there. I'm sure it's like a probably there's probably like a dark hole or something happening. Like all the radiation will suck in. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to put this thing out. Like, I don't. I, I have no idea because it's a huge, it's 226 feet wide, 100 feet deep, and it's all on fire. Like, how do you put that out? It's going to take more than five fire extinguishers. So they've, uh, they've been trying to noodle this problem for a while now. And um, dirt? The, what's that? It's like dirt. Dirt. But yeah, where do you get the dirt? You buy it at Home Depot, dummy. Right, and like you just bags of lock it? it in and fill this thing with dirt. Just, just bags of it. Just keep throwing the dirt in. And what the what the what the the pyramid builders do in Egypt? Uh, well, they build hired, a pyramid on top of it. That's they, why they built the pyramid. Yeah. There used to be a fire pit below that. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, so I put this one in here specifically so you guys could hear me pronounce this. It's the president of Turkmenistan. And his name is President Bertie Mukhamedov. And uh, he is quoted as saying, we are losing valuable natural resources for which we could get significant profits and use them for improving the well-being of our people. So he's on the right track here. Yeah. It's just, how do you do it? It's also said that... Fepto-second lasers. Fepto-seconds. I mean... That and graphene, just toss them in there and see what happens. Throw some graphene in there, some dark matter. I think they just, need just to build. All a, of it uh, they need to build like a sarcophagus over it, like they did with uh, Chernobyl, and just starve it of oxygen. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like there has to be like if it, if you're cooking on the stove and the oil's on fire, you're supposed to slowly put something over it till it all it all goes out. If you just keep putting something over it now, it keeps igniting. Yeah, you backdraft. We, that we need a big cast iron pan to put on top of it. Yeah, exactly. Like a giant one. Well, I mean, that's what they did with uh, Chernobyl, essentially. They built a big cast iron pan on rails and then sent it in on rails. So they didn't just build it over it. They built the rails first next to it and then slid the uh, sarcophagus over it. So, Then, yeah, that's exactly what the hell they need to do. Uh, how would you think that cost? Oh, you're talking way more than the country can probably handle because uh, right now i mean they're sitting on (laughs) god damn that's your catchphrase on this show i'll do it for half (laughs) is there anything you won't do for half the money (laughs) we haven't found it yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i mean this country's sitting on just uh, gold deposits essentially and they just can't get at them so i feel like they're just gonna have to bring in outside help and monetize that thing i don't know it's crazy because i've seen pictures of this thing for years and years and years and it looks amazing it looks fun uh it's probably totally devastating to the atmosphere but uh yeah it's probably not helping things yeah but at the same time i went to um the uh what is it crater park and it has one of the biggest craters in um, north america and that thing was huge and i just picture it on fire and i'm like fuck i want to see that like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Maybe we can throw trash in there and use it. 
Hey. Like instead of landfills, we just start dumping it there. What if that becomes our whole trash infrastructure is burning it in there? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> huh? Could huh? be. Could be. Huh? You're thinking. You're thinking about it. Huh? All right. The this actually happened back in November, but again, I've been going through all my old saved articles from when we had our hiatus, and this kind of made me think of like some Star Trek shit a little bit, like even though it's all underwater. So uh, back in November, according to the U.S. Navy, a nuclear-powered U.S. submarine ran aground in the South China Sea last month because it collided with an uncharted sea mount. Ooh, okay. Don't they have, like, sonar and shit to avoid that? Thank you. First of all, that's one of my first things. Like, what's the whole point? Isn't that what... I don't know shit about uh, submarines, obviously, except what I know from TV, but I thought that was the whole, like, ding, ding, and, like, don't you see a mountain? Unless they don't want to give away their position. By pudinging. Maybe, oh, maybe that's it because that is actually what I, I didn't know what a seamount. Did you guys know what a seamount was? An underwater mountain. Yeah, I, I thought you might yeah. know because of the scuba stuff. Yeah, it's a seamount is an, actually an underwater mountain. And I had no idea that's what they call them, a seamount. Yep. That kind of tripped me out already. Some nautical terms. Um, so, yeah, this was the, it was the USS Connecticut, a Sea Wolf class fast attack submarine that collided with an unknown object in international waters, causing a minor to moderate injuries to 11 crew members. When it was first reported, and then they said it wasn't another uh, submarine, and then they came out later and said they hit a an uncharted sea mount. Okay. But I'm kind of reading into this too. Like, what's where's with the sonar and stuff? That what you just said is the best thing I've heard. Is like, oh, they didn't want to give away their position, but otherwise, how does that happen? And uh, the 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 submarine surfaced and then made it to the port of Guam, and um. Well, I was actually just tripping on the seamount, first of all, but I have like this, all these like theories, like what they really crush into. It, it ends with underwater pyramid, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, evidently seamounts are um, a majority. They're like all over the ocean floor. They said um, there's more than 100,000 seamounts of at least 3,000 feet that may dot the ocean floor, but scientists have mapped less than 0.1% of them, according to the National Oce- Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Yeah, like we've always talked about the unmapped. Like I've never like in my mind when he when I when I'm on, like if I was on a submarine, I'd be worried about like hitting whales and stuff, and like just dive deeper. I'm not worried about sea mountains. Yeah, I never thought about that. And yeah, I'm like, can't what's what's the sonar doing, baby? Like what's that going on, man? Like, well, again, it all goes back to our point of why have we not mapped more of the ocean? Why do we not know what's down there? We're we're this so is a treaty. yeah we're so gung ho to see what the corona of the sun looks like, but like the <laughs> shit in our own backyard, we're like ah yeah fuck it we'll do it later. There's <laughs> a treaty. We're not allowed to go down there. Uh, so, see, yeah, that <laughs> call me crazy and call Max crazy, but that kind of Illuminati Illuminati bullshit like really just kind of makes sense. <laughs> starting to make sense, yeah, right? Are we getting crazier? It's starting to have starting to make sense more and more. Uh, <laughs> And so, yeah, seamounts are actually biological hotspots for marine life um, because there's basically a lot of minerals just keep going up. So coral grows there. A lot of life lives there. Uh, but um, I, just in my mind, I, the idea of sea mountains just tripped me out, honestly. I thought it was crazy. <laughs> but like back in 2005, uh, the U.S. San Francisco, another nuclear-powered submarine, hit an uncharted sea mount in Guam at top speed of 30 knots, or about 34 miles per hour, which injured almost all 137 people on board and killed even a person. Oh, that's fast and, in a boat. Yeah, dude, and that was also in Guam, I noticed. And both of these happened in Guam. So I'm, I'm starting to put two and two together here, and I'm thinking, 
I want to move to Guam and chart sea mountains. Ooh. Sounds like a cool, fun thing. And I'd be like, okay, there's a sea mountain there. There's a sea mountain there. How much I do you might think that need would cost? a scoop. Well, I'm sure I'd get like 50 cents a mountain. I'll do it for half. Ah, I walked right into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'll get you. I'm taking my, my mountain business. Son of a bitch. So you think Guam is just like building mountains under the sea? I don't know what's happening and why they're uncharted and why they can't just use the radar to find them. So I'm almost sitting, you know, underwater pyramids. But I'm back to the Star Trek thing. This reminds me of like, because that's like the most current Star Trek thing available, right? Like you're basically in a space. It's the water. But I imagine you just like cruising along, like go forward, just like smash, like bam, we're hit. What is that? Get to the, what are we here? What is it? Like they're doing like, get to the missiles, (laughs) fire on it, fire on the mountain. And that's got to be a hit like no other. How often does a submarine experience that? Like, I'm sure, you know, if you put the pedal to the metal on the submarine and accelerate really fast, I'm sure everybody on it can kind of feel that jolt and, you know, uh, it it gets jostled by it. But when you fucking run into something like a mountain, yeah, an underwater mountain. Yeah, that'd be a bummer. Yeah, these things are menace. Yeah, like that's why I'm like, what is this iceberg shit? Like, so now I'm, I'm going back to like the. I like what you said about maybe they purposely are they doing some shit they're not supposed to. Like, why would you have the sonar off or well, the sonar can't detect these mountains? You or said they're, they're just... in the South China Sea, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it's one of these things too. Like, by the time you see it, you're going too fast. You know how we know is uh, depending on how fast these guys called for help. The let's say the South China Sea, we can compare that response time, like oh we need help, to um, the ones who collided with a mountain in Guam. When did they call for help? What was the time there? Like mm-hmm. you know, I, I I imagine there's some shady shit going down. Other I don't know why the fuck not use radar and figure out where you are. I don't know. This is like a small story, but it got, it got me all questioning. And and these are nuclear power submarines too, so I'm sure it's safe even if it's smack right. But in my mind, like just it's ramming like full speed into a mountain, and it's like nuke, <laughs> just going off underwater. It's like ah oh, shit. Like that's what that fucking volcano you said was. That was it. Probably right. was really a nuclear submarine smashing into a volcano. Just like ah! oh shit, oh, the volcano went off. Oh shit. <laughs> Dude, I fucking figured it out. Holy shit. I think you're right. I mean, the thing would be obliterated. Uh. That would make more sense. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Cracking the code. Dream between the lines, people. Anyway. (laughs) That's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. I got a a story here. It's kind of an older one, but uh, I knew it would... I knew you would would dig on this, Max, because you you watch it quite a bit, and uh, you watch it every year. Are you familiar with furry, the uh, furry porn? Yeah, the, well, no. I mean, this is more of an annual thing, oh. not a night. Oh, oh, okay, so. yeah. No, I watch that every year too. <laughs> January first. January first, furry porn. Just furry porn day. <laughs> so, oh god, I look forward to January first. That's why Max can't party oh, on. I, I actually don't like it. I'm like, why did we start this? Ah, please. <laughs> why did we start? Keep you talking keep, to your hand at this point. <laughs> why did, keep why the tradition alive. The only way. So, no, I'm talking about a camel beauty pageant in Saudi Arabia. Oh, the what, the what annual? The 10th annual? 50th annual? Uh, I have no idea. I know it's been going on for a while, but I don't know how long they've televised it. Okay. But... On ESPN 4? Yeah, exactly. 5, um, 20? 
They have disqualified 40 camels from competing due to artificial enhancements. Oh. So, Something with their dicks. Their yeah. balls hanging in a weird way. Yeah, Is that know, why? You, <laughs> you weigh them down with five-pound five weights before they get there, and then you take it off. And it's exactly. Like, Whoa. Oh, my gosh. That guy's nuts are swollen and dangling. It just, it's a fake weeder on a chick, and they're just like, oh, they're pretending it's a dude. Like, yes. It's a big wiener market out there, let me tell you. So authorities discovered dozens of breeders had stretched out the lips and noses of camels, uh, used oh hormones to boost <laughs> muscles, uh, injected camels' heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger. They inflated Whoa. body parts with rubber bands and used fillers to relax their faces. It's like some plastic surgery Jesus. shit. They're like next it's level. Like torture. Right. <laughs> yeah, and the torture. Yeah. That's true. Inject you with this. What cause or what happened because of that? All right, inject him with a little of this now. Right, I was just thinking of doing that to my to my caveman slave. He 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 been eating he's been eating a, a lip stretching. As they give him fuller lips. <laughs> yeah, he need I, I lip stretching. You ever get a caveman? I'm having adult protective services check it on. <laughs> no, is this caveman okay? Is someone feeding this caveman? <laughs> yes, I feed the caveman. He wants to live caveman like that. I've, I've tried several times. He, he likes that. Why is the caveman give him in the garage? <laughs> That's his only. He's learned to love that outfit. It's what I just. It's it's the only object I've. He's been printed on. I'm working with him. He can't tie the he tie. He lived in the wild, man. <laughs> He's a cave, man. He lived in a cave. So guess how much the entire prize pool for this competition is worth? Must be worth doing all that to a camel. And it's Saudi Arabia, too. So uh, Yeah, yep. I'm thinking it has to be fucking 100 million, Bob. 100 million. 100 okay. million. Okay. All right. Mr. E? Uh, I'm sorry. What are we guessing on? I was a little all tabbed there. This is for the whole uh camel beauty pageant competition in Saudi yeah, Arabia. Miss Camel, this Saudi, is, Miss Camel, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. What's the winnings? <laughs> this is the entire prize pool. Oh, the entire and how many? Does it say how many entrants? No, but they disqualified forty camels because <laughs> of all the the stretching and uh, stuff. I feel like it's gonna be ridiculous. I feel like <laughs> I. I don't Let's say something stupid like the whole prize pool, uh, fifty. What was that? Fifty G's. Oh, okay. Fifty G's, thousand. <laughs> okay. Uh... Okay, I said a hundred million. By the way, <laughs> just <laughs> two so polar opposites. The One total of us is winning. Is sixty-six million. Oh my god! Right. I. I... Yeah, man. What? It has to be. 50 G's isn't worth stretching a, a, a camel mouth and doing all that stuff. You know, like, you have to pay right, that yeah. much. You'd have to pay that much to get that done. That's true. It's all in the And that's just deal, one. Right? He said a bunch of things like ball stretching and eye gouging. He said a bunch of stuff he had to do. <laughs> I remember he said Botox to the head. That was the one that was great. Just boat, just straight dome it. Yeah. Just shove it in its head. Just somewhere. Yeah. yeah where? Man. In the head? Where, where, yeah, anywhere. Just shove it in the head. It's just the head. <laughs> just Botox the head. So the winner of the competition is based on the shape of the camel's head, neck, hump, or humps, um, dress, and posture. I don't know what dress means. Do, do they dress this thing up? wasn't sure about that maybe one. They like, maybe they like do the fur in a nice way. Where's the IQ test? Where's the question? Oh. If you had enough money to feed all the camels, what would you do? It, it just like spits on the... 
They should everything they, like they quit. They just like whatever it does. They they judge it like I like the way that one went bad. Like <laughs> that one spit. I like that one. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, Max, what's your uh, favorite part of the festival? Is it the floor routines, or are you like strictly a beauty pageant guy? My favorite at the end is when they kill the Campbells and we have the beast. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. They let you pick which one you can beat to death or. Oh, I, I choose the ones that they get all these surgeries because they're already hurting. So I <laughs> they like look at me too like, favorite? is it time? I'm like, it's time. It's time. <laughs> I throw my, then I say, go caveman, go. And he does. He, I make him do it. He's, he's all down for it. He's way down for it. <laughs> he's way down. Oh my God. Savagely right. down. Kind of scary down. <laughs> well, that's about all I got. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining well, us. Well, turn it, yeah. Tune in next time when we go over a uh, Sean Hoshan's Pez collection. Yeah, I'll, I'll introduce you to Big Pinky too. Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at btmt underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.